Get ready. You're tuned in to Tea Time Unfiltered with your girl, Lovely Tea, bringing you the hottest trending topics on social media. Stay connected. Instagram.com slash Lovely Tea 2002. Hey, you guys. Welcome to another episode of Tea Time Unfiltered with your girl, Lovely Tea. Hey, Tea Sippers, and welcome to another episode of Tea Time Unfiltered. And I have my girl here with me, Jeanne. Jeanne, say what's up to the people. Hey, everybody. Nice to see you again and speak to you again, Miss T. Definitely. So I wanted to come on here. I'm in my new house, everybody. So it's kind of, if you hear any echoes or anything, um, we've been unpacking and unloading. It's been a lot, but I'm still trying to bring the content to y'all. And one of the things that people wanted me to talk about was the whole Nick Cannon situation. As you guys know, this soundbite went viral on the Shade Room and all over social media two days ago. Um, Nick Cannon was on The Breakfast Club, and he was basically saying that he doesn't subscribe to the Eurocentric idea of only creating a family with one woman. So this caused a huge uproar in not only the Black community, but also the white community was also talking about this, a lot of white commentators. So let me go ahead and play the clip for everybody so you guys can know what we're talking about. It's not the number of kids, though. I guess people question the different baby mothers. That's what well, it is. Why do people question that? I mean, because it like it's that's a Eurocentric concept when you think about the the ideas of like it's, you're supposed to have this one person for the rest of your life, and really that's just a classified property when you think about it. I mean, like when you go into that mindset, if we really talk in that talk, like just the idea that a man should have one woman, we shouldn't have anything. I have no ownership over this person. Like if we're really talking about how we coexist and how we populate, it's about what exchange can we create together. So. I've never really subscribed to that mentality. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I understand the institution of marriage and stuff, but if we go back to what that was about, that was the classified property. That was because one a father gave another man his daughter for land. So when you really mm-hmm. get to that concept, it's like, all right, well, we got to change all of this up because I don't want ownership over anybody. I don't have ownership of any of the uh, mothers. or. Okay, so you guys just heard what Nick Cannon had to say. So, you know, to be fair, I'm not just going to go off of a sound bite. Um, I wanted to watch and listen to the whole interview. And I did go ahead and listen to it, as did Jeanne. And so there were some decent points that he made in the interview. But then there was a lot of stuff that I felt like he was being very mushmouthy and mm. that he was talking in circles and trying to justify the situation that he's currently in. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Definitely. We would call that conflating, you know, mm-hmm. trying to bring multiple ideas into one. And that's what he was doing. And with some slight success or some success, I won't say slight, but there were others where it was just like, you are trying to convince yourself, sir. And that's how I felt, you know, to begin with. But I'll let you continue. Yeah, no, he definitely was because initially he was talking like he doesn't believe in the institution of marriage but when he started the show he was talking about the situation with him Mariah Mariah Carey Mm -hmm. and how you know they had spoken to existence having a boy and a girl and you know initially she didn't want to get married because she was you know all the drama she went through at the time of Matola but then when it was said and done you guys still got married and had your children within wedlock so it's very interesting now that fast forward 10 years down the line he's having all of these kids And my issue is not even so much, you know, him having all of these kids, because this is nothing new. This has been going on not only in the Black community, but just, you know, in history. You've always had men who've had multiple wives. Even in Islam, you can have up to four wives, but you have to be able to provide for them. Okay? So it's nothing new historically. But the problem is when you're perpetuating this, and Nick Cannon, this is Mr. Nickelodeon, right? So he's always geared his brand towards the youth towards young people. You remember Nick Cannon was always a quote unquote cornball because he was, you know, strictly on Nickelodeon and, and all that stuff. So you have a brand that's mainly geared towards young people. And a lot of young men really look up to Nick Cannon, including my own young men. You know, they, they support and watch Wildin' Out. I don't watch it. I'm too old for it. But the kids, you know, it plays in this house. So what he's perpetuating to a lot of young men is that this is an ideal situation it may be ideal for Nick because financially he can afford it, but it's not ideal for the average, you know, 19, 20, 21 year old kid out here to be spreading himself 
thin like this with a bunch of different children by different women because it's quote unquote Eurocentric to create a one household family. Right. I, I agree. And for me, I and for your listeners, I'm a cultural anthropologist trained. Um, so when I heard him say Eurocentric, by definition, we are European for us of who live in the North America or any former colony uh, that speaks a language that is not native from Africa or Asia or Latin America. We've been Eurocentric, we're Eurocentric by nature, okay? Because that's what we've done. We followed these traits that were imposed upon us. But then there's these other elements that are available there. And um, I would say, some would say that Nick Cannon would be considered a marginalized masculine. What is a marginalized masculine? This is an, a man who does not have access to hegemonic masculinity. There's four types. There's hegemonic masculinity. Those are the guys at the top. They're dominant. They're white. There's complicit masculines who don't have the characteristics of the, the big guy, the tall guy at the top. Um, but then there's a the marginalized guy who can't be complicit or hegemonic because of his race. He can't be that guy. So what he'll do is he'll be parallel to it. And they do that by suppressing emotions of the complicit feminine, the emphasized women feminine. So you got, you can't sit here and use that term Eurocentric and not break it down because what you're doing, you're doing a disservice to the listeners. So make, make sure you clear that out. He didn't do the, he didn't do the conversation any justice with that. He actually made himself look really stupid. I mean, but even with the whole Eurocentric thing, it's like marriage is not a Eurocentric concept. Marriage has been around since the dawn of man, and it was very highly praised in Africa, you know, to, to be married. And even here during slavery, remember, there was more marriages during slavery and, uh, and oppression and beatings and, you know, the threat that your wife could be taken in the middle of the night and raped. People still got married, even under those circumstances. So it's silly to now say that it's Eurocentric. Another thing that bothered me with that whole concept of marriage being seen as Eurocentric to him is that I find it funny that the marriage aspect is Eurocentric, but somehow you're not bothered with creating, you know, children with women who, who are clearly Eurocentric. These women are very racial. Thank people, you. Including Mariah Carey. She's only one fourth black. None of these women, with the exception of Jessica White, who was trying to get in vitro, we'll get on that later, have been black. They're all racially ambiguous. So it seems like Eurocentrism is okay when it comes to fucking and, pro and procreating and having babies with the women who come from the, you know, from a Eurocentric background phenotypically. But when it comes to the institution of marriage, now that's where I draw the line. I, you know, and I agree with you on that. I mean, when I when we were talking before we started, I was saying to you that I I did listen to the first 50 minutes of the interview, to be fair. Um, and I made some notes and I was like, wow, there's more positives and pluses in this this interview than it is minuses or negatives, right? Mm -hmm. There were a lot of things that he spoke of that were genuine good stuff, and I know we'll get into that, but you kind of really and a lot of us he was saying something like oh y'all are robbing me of my energy he used about a word like interrogation or something like that but it's like you put your information out here for us to be able to have a point of contention with you and yeah it's fair for you to have your business to yourself but to expose yourself and then what you're saying and what you're doing doesn't match up and so this is where the critique comes in at Mr. Cannon. So I agree with you. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's my whole issue is, you know, he was he was talking a lot about energy. You know, he was mm -hmm. being very woke during the interview. And I and I get that. I understand about reading people's auras and, you know, haters are not necessarily haters. They're, they're interrogators. That's what he was saying. And that's I what it was. That. Yeah. But, you know, you're also in the public eye. And he also needs to understand, again, your brand, how you introduce yourself to the world is what people, like it or not, expect of you. If you introduce yourself, that's why I always tell people, be careful when you're trying to be a social media, quote unquote, influencer, because however you go viral, however we're introduced, people will pigeonhole you and that's how they want to see you. So for years, we've always known him as the quote unquote, straight laced, Nick Cannon, good guy, beautiful smile, 
funny. He does more stuff with the teens. He's always pulled back bitches. We're not going to take that from him. We've always known he's mm-hmm. dated, you know, bad chicks. But we always thought he had a level of consciousness where he also had like a level of self-control, you know, when he carried himself a certain way. So to see him twist um, the past few years, it's just not a good look for a lot of people because had he come out and been like a future and be a young boy, nobody would have really cared that much. But when you say Nick Cannon, Nick Cannon, his name is not synonymous with being ratchet and being, you know, out there willy nilly. And having his business all in the streets and having all these baby mamas. So that's yeah. what he doesn't understand. That's where a lot of these opinions are coming from. Not so much as judging, because he's grown and he's rich. He can do what he wants to do. Yeah. But I think a lot of it is more or less disappointment. Because we don't have a lot of good, positive Black male role models in the community for a lot of the young Black youth. And that's mm-hmm. one thing. You can talk about finance. You can talk about racism. You can talk about police brutality. But we also have to talk about the family structure because that is where the breakdown has happened to why a lot of the youth are running around here crazy like they are today. And why a lot of these young girls, their mentality is to chase the bag mentality by any means possible. That's true. Uh, you know, and it's something else that I, I picked up in the interview and it was and, and I might be jumping ahead a little bit. Uh, he was talking to Charlemagne and DJ Envy about, you know, Y'all with y'all, girl, y'all had y'all day one chick. I, I didn't have a day one chick. I don't have that. You know what I'm saying? He mm-hmm. never, and he doesn't have to. He never, nobody really truly knows what really happened between he and Mariah. We know that he got sick. And then I know that they had their separation. And then he had his issues. He's act, to me, it seems like he's hurting. And there are things that are going on with him that are, not of our concern. We do admire you, Nick. We like some of the things that you've done in the past and everything that you said, the way he came out is the way we have this picture of him. And as an adult man, he has the right to want to change his tune. But again, the actions for you to be out here in the streets, your brand, your internationally owned, your words and your brand and your actions have to all kind of be in sync. If not, keep that shit quiet. Keep them on why you got them out here, you know, putting your business out here if you don't want the scrutiny. We we you have the right to privacy, but when you put your stuff out here and we're looking at these women and you espousing about how much you are supporting the community over here and doing the things over here, but yet we don't see the woman looking like your mother, we have a problem. Some of us, and we have a right to to challenge that. It's fair, it's in the public sphere you know right and even when he said that he didn't want to be living two different lives he wants to be so honest with these women and that you know he doesn't want to have himself in public one way but then behind the scenes he's doing something else but the problem with that is like you said your brand shows a whole different you know persona right so everything you're doing definitely conflicts with your brand So I want to play something else from the interview where he talked about how, you know, all of these women, they know about each other. So let me go ahead and play that part of the interview, because that's another part to me that does not coincide with what was being said. Me too. By Jessica White. So let's go ahead and play that. Mm. Again, cheating isn't even such a word because if I go if I go into the situation, you know, whether you want to put terms on it, you know, all type of labels and stuff, but you know that I can say like monogamy or uh, one person and one person, I, that's difficult for me. I don't, I can't do that. I did that very well within my marriage, but I, I'd be lying if I would say that I was sitting in that situation and another woman never crossed my mind. Does it make you crazy when people when they, they when they judge your relationship online? Like I remember, uh, you just had your recent baby and you were in the strip club with me. And people were like, "How was he in the strip club? He just had a baby an hour ago." That's just our time management. Uh, all right, so you guys just heard that, and you guys heard about how he said, you know, and I, and I respect his honesty by saying that you know he cannot see himself being monogamous. It's just too much work. It's hard. He was monogamous in his marriage, but he can't do it now. Now, my whole thing is this. Yes, he's honest about that. That's what he's saying on The Breakfast Club. But to me, Nick Cannon has a lot of chaotic energy. Mm -hmm. And he's trying to cover it up 
this ain't nothing but ghetto hood behavior. Trailer trash behavior. It's not black or white because there's white folks who got a shit ton of kids by different men and women. There's, you know, Latinos. So it's not about black, white or whatever. This is like a ghetto mentality. This is a trailer trash mentality. I'm going to have four kids in the span of a year by different women. There's just nothing cute about that. You know, it's my personal opinion. But he's saying that all these women knew about each other. You know, he's very honest. They know what they're getting into. But Nick Cannon, you know, he needs to remember, you know, the Internet don't sleep. We keep receipts, honey. And from what Jessica White was saying not even a year ago, you and her were in a serious relationship, even though you never claimed her publicly. Jessica kept putting it out there. But she said that she didn't know about Brittany Bell being pregnant until Brittany Bell announced it to the world. Nick Cannon never told her. So which one is it? Are you being open with these women and letting them know that you're sleeping with each of these women raw? And there's a potential for a pregnancy or are you still creeping and not being honest? Cause I want to go ahead and play something that Jessica White said that really stood out to me. So let me go ahead and get that set up. Dude. You know, we keep receipts, honey. I know you do. Do nobody keep receipts <laughs> like you? I forget girl, but you don't. <laughs> Loved each other deeply. And it was a serious thing. It wasn't a, you know, sexual hookup thing. It wasn't no, it was a playing. It was like a real six, Almost six years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we just had unconditional love for each other and we were friends. You know, when you have a a really close friendship of, with a person, you just know each other and you kind of have an understanding of how things are going to move and how you position yourselves. He understood me and my craziness and I understood his and we just meshed. We got a well, we got along well. And we were actually in a really good space before it ended. You know? Were you in love with him? Absolutely. Was he in love with you? Yes. Oh. Are you still in love with him? No. Wow. My soul ties have been severed for sure. Okay. And that, and that, and I know you know what we saw on Instagram. Uh, there was, which again, you are very private, but you did uh, reclaim your life to your own, and that you weren't sharing it with him anymore because he had recently had uh, it had been discovered they had a kid with Brittany Bell, another kid, second kid. Mm-hmm. Um, you weren't aware that she was pregnant. No. But she was aware that I had just had a miscarriage mm. two weeks prior to her news coming up because mm. he told me that he told her. Um, and I was living at his house, and she knew that as well. Um, but I found out on Instagram along with the rest of the world. And wow. Did you feel betrayal at that point? I felt a lot of things, which I won't even relive. Because mm-hmm. um, you have to remember, I was going through still her, my hormonal changes, and we were about to start in vitro. So, so were, when I came out, people thought like, oh, I was this homewrecker. No, you, there was a real life going on. I was bullied for months with that whole situation because I was still trying to be nice about it. And like, I didn't break up. We didn't break up right away. We were actually still trying to, you know, work things out. He was with me for my birthday. Like, it wasn't until I went home to New Orleans to visit family where I had to ask myself some heavy duty questions, like definitively Angel, is this something that you feel like you can handle? Can you stay here and deal with this? And the answer ended up being no. Did he protect you at all? Because I I would feel like if someone was attacking me, that I'd want my partner. I told him. We actually spoke about it maybe three weeks ago when he said he was going to right his wrongs and say something. He has yet to do that. So, I mean, I'm looking. I think he's a man of his word and he eventually will in his own time. But that has to be incredibly painful. It is very much so. And I expressed that to him as well. as, As a woman, I can't even imagine having the man that... I was trying to have a baby with not defend me publicly. He should have, but yeah. he, you know, what, what, he said he will, so I believe that. What was the biggest betrayal? Was it the fact that he was having a kid with this woman, or the, fact, the fact that, or that the he, fact that he didn't protect you when you were being attacked by people? Right. For yeah, what I mean, listen, out? the child was conceived when we weren't together. We had broken up for eight months. I that's the reason why I didn't like flip out about it because right. stuff happens, and I'm a very reasonable woman. For me, it was you know how private I am, and you know how sensitive I am, and you know how emotional I am. You need to say something. And exactly. he just, he's, he personally handles, he doesn't even really stand up for himself publicly, you know? Um, so I know how he operates, but it became something where I was like, you like, need to do something about it. He stood this. up for himself with Viacom, though. Absolutely, he I mean, did. Very profoundly. Yeah, he did. So, so was he going through that at the same time yes, this was happening? Yes, and I was there with him. So for me, being the lover that I am, I put all that aside and was still there to support him. I flew out, came, I flew out here to be with him when he was going through all that. Mm-hmm. When Brittany Bell posted that she was pregnant with a second child, did you feel that she did that as a way of becoming a wedge between you two? 
I don't know. You have to ask her. Mm -hmm. But the timing was interesting. If she was aware that as a woman you were going through this, such a loss, and then to go and do that, um, and Nick didn't even uh, come out and say that he had a kid on the way. You have that's, to ask that her. That smile, as a woman, I know that smile so much. That smile, yeah. Well, they recently just took pictures at her baby shower where she was sitting on his lap and looking like a perfect family. What did you think about that? I didn't see that. I'm just now oh, hearing about this. I'll send it to you. I don't want it. Okay. So today's show sponsor is everyplate.com. Experience full plates and fuller wallets with America's best value meal kit. Every plate makes home cooking easy and affordable. Think of it this way. One meal from every plate is the same price as one cup of coffee. The recipes come together in about 30 minutes, definitely faster than a trip to the grocery store or starting a meal from scratch. One thing that I love about everyplate.com is that it doesn't take long to get their boxes. And they have these wonderful recipe guides that make it really simple to follow. My youngest has made food from every plate. Not only was he able to get everything cooked in less than 30 minutes, but the food was exquisite, okay? It tasted really good. So if you guys are interested and want to try every plate for just $1.99 per meal, plus an additional 20% off of your next two boxes, just go on to everyplate.com and enter code SIPSLOW199. Once again, enter code SIPSLOW199 to save an additional 20% off. So if you're interested in getting started, make sure once again that you go to everyplate.com. That's up to $100 value and enjoy. All right. So you guys just heard that. Mm -hmm. And what she's saying is that, remember, when she was coming out claiming Nick and leaving all these sweet messages on his Instagram, and he was basically ignoring her. He wouldn't reply back. And then Brittany Bell came out and announced her pregnancy. Then people turned on her and made her out to be the other woman. Because you're over here claiming him and, and you know, y'all are clearly fucking, but Brittany Bell's pregnant and she's, you know, several months pregnant. So it made Jessica White look like the side chick, even though she wasn't. So I'm very confused by his Breakfast Club interview when he's saying that he's very honest to these women and they all know what they're getting involved in. To me, it sounds like he was smashing both of them raw, you know, and, you right. know, they and they knew that they were both messing with him. Like she knew it was a potential. He could still be smashing his baby's mother. Right. Every woman thinks that in the back of their mind, like their boyfriend may go back and creep or, you know, whatever with the baby's mother. But right. the fact that he wasn't honest enough to tell her within that time span that he, yes, I did mess with my baby's mother and she's also pregnant. Then I have to give that part of his interview of the breakfast club, the side eye, because mm -hmm. we're honest with Jessica. And to me, Jessica white dodged a bullet. Hmm. She dodged a huge bullet. But now I want to segue into something that a lot of people don't like to touch on. But I'm going to touch on it because I don't care. Come on, girl. Bring it. <laughs> I want to talk about pretty privilege. Okay. So let, let's keep this real. The reason why these women are even able to have access to a man of, you can call him a cornball or not, but Nick is wealthy and he's powerful in his own rights, right? Right. Mm -hmm. He does right. have a little bit of power, even though, you know, the Jewish community snatched it up for a few months. But mm -hmm. the reason why these women even have access to a type like Nick Cannon and others who have money is because of pretty privilege. The reason why a supermodel like Jessica White, who's a beautiful woman, beautiful chocolate sister, was willing to go through painful in vitro fertilization, IVF treatments to get pregnant by Nick Cannon is because... As women, we understand that, you know, men like this don't come around a lot. So when you get that opportunity, bitch, you better be trying to get knocked up because that's a bag. You know, he'll take care of you. Your child will be financially okay. We're not talking about time and, and you know, all that stuff that takes to raise a child. These women are thinking financially. Okay. So that's why these women are willing to be the third, fourth, and fifth baby's mother. That's why she was willing to go through IVF treatments to get pregnant by a man who at that time already had three other children and one on the way. Right. A lot of this goes back to pretty privilege. So now I ask you, do you feel like some women who are talking about this situation, do you feel like there's a sense of bitterness there? Because let's keep it real. Nick Cannon is not out here knocking up preciouses. 
And when I say Precious, I'm talking about the character. I'm not talking about Gabourey Sidibe. So please understand when I say the character Precious, he's messing with bad chicks, supermodels like Jessica White, all the wild and out girls who've had his kids. They're all beautiful. You know, so do you feel like there's that pretty privilege that certain girls have access to that space and maybe other women feel away because they'll never be in that space? Do you think that's where some of the conflict comes from online? Yeah, absolutely. And see, I'm going to, again, I'm putting my anthropologist hat back on to answer that question because what he said about the women that he engaged with, he said a phrase, he said, they know what it is. He didn't elaborate, but then when uh, Charlemagne talked about you ain't using your condoms, and he said, oh, the Magnum broke, you know, I use Magnums with these chicks. And I'm like, oh, so you're saying that you use Magnums with certain women, and then with the other chicks, you don't, because they know what it is. So are they just keeping themselves for you and you can dip through, but the other women who are on the same energy of spiritual playing as you out here doing the things which is fine you're adults consenting you can do the things but this chick over here who's willing to sit here and be quiet who probably looks a certain way a certain archetype that you're attracted to will sit here do her thing play her role and be the things did this other chick not set that role up so to answer your question i do think that we internalize it we see us in stories and if they don't look like us consistently we have a problem i do think it's an issue yes yeah because i mean like i said to be fair this is not a nick cannon bashing session he's not doing anything that we've never seen before but i mean i was very interested as i was reading a lot of the comments on the shade room and in, on different platforms and I can get like where people like me and others were kind of concerned, like, bro, you're a role model. Like my kids and so many other young people look up to you. This shit is corny. But then there was also that air of anger and, mm -hmm. and you know, potential bitterness because it's like he's having all these kids by these women. These women have set themselves in a position where regardless of the, of the disrespect, they're set for life. They're, mm -hmm. they're taken care of. But again, those type of women have access to that. It's no different than when you think about it on a, on a lower level, right? Let's take the dope boy. The, the most popular guy in the hood is the dope boy because he has all the dope. He has the cars. He has the money. That is why the dope boy also has usually the most kids in the hood. Okay. Mm -hmm. Nobody's trying to get knocked up by the, you know, by the dude who can't do anything. Nobody's out here getting knocked up by the nerd, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. or, or just like the regular smuggler guy. They're running after the dope boys, the basketball players, you know, people, because when you think about human beings and on just a basic human level as a woman, you're looking for stability and you're looking for financial security from a man. That is exactly. a man's role. But unfortunately, in the society that we live in, there's not a lot of that now. And the roles are steadily being reversed where women are now being seen as the male archetype and being the head of the household and I'm a mm -hmm. strong woman and all that bullshit. And the men are now getting more lackadaisy and soft. So and, and you, but you know, it's, it's a combination of so many things. And I think mm -hmm. that what we have to remember as human beings is that it's so many of us. Mm -hmm. We we come from different tribal affiliation, racial, gendered, uh, religious affiliations. There is not no one set way. So when he sat back and said Eurocentric and, oh, I want women to, you know, I want this situation. I want this set up. Um, and then other people want this set up. I think there's more than one right way to do a thing. But I do believe that there's a universality. And I think the universality is that we are brought here by design. We are brought here to produce children, to, to form a society and a community. And we continue on our traditions and all the other things that we impart to our children. Okay. And so I can appreciate him wanting to be a father and doing all of these things. And he talked about how he's able to be at all the soccer games. Yeah. You could do that now during half lockdowns, COVID kids under the age of 12. That changes. I've been a mom a long time. And I'm going to tell you, as a single mom, I wasn't able to do it all. 
So yeah, you got the money and the time and you can do it. But I think that we really have to understand here, and he said it, I have the money and the lifestyle to live this situation. And I'm glad he made that distinction. Everybody don't have doughboy money, Nick Cannon money to do and have all of these babies and try to copy what he's doing, you know? But it's just the way that he's playing it off to me is a little bit off. He can do what he want to do. He's going to do. My broke ass, I mean, <laughs> you know, Nick is okay. But um, it just, it just, the energies and the things that he's saying, it don't sit right. It's like he's trying to convince himself and everybody else. Well, basically he's using his whole wokeness and his newfound, you know, consciousness to excuse his ratchet behavior. Like that's what it boils down to. He's trying to use that to excuse what he's done. And yeah, you can be at every basketball and soccer game now because your twins are 10. You have four babies in the span of six months. They're not dribbling. They're not dribbling a basketball for the next six, seven years. So yes, it's easy to be like, well, I'm at this kid's, you know, event. You, but are you there during the late night feedings? Let's talk about that. Mm. I don't want to hear about basketball games. When that baby's up crying, when those twins that you just had with that DJ, when they're up crying, are you there changing diapers? When the other baby across town or across state is up in the middle of the night with colic, are you there with that mother giving her a break or is there a nanny there? Because see, we like to talk about the financial aspect like, oh, well, we can just hire a nanny and a maid and a butler and, you know, she'll be good. But what people don't understand, it's the nuances that kids remember. Yes. The little things when your child looks up. I remember when I would have to fly in from L.A. and I would coordinate stuff with my son's teacher, like when he had like a like the science fair and just like different things that they do in the classroom. And I would coordinate when my flight I would try and come in the day before. Sometimes if we couldn't get a flight, it'd be the day of. Let me know what everything is so I can fly in. And, you know, when and sometimes I would stand outside the classroom, just kind of look at the situation And I see all the other parents in there yet. And my son's kind of looking like, oh, my gosh, is my mom going to make it? Is my mom going to make it? And I walk in the classroom surprising him. That is the best feeling. Those are the moments that count. Your father wasn't there. He missed all that shit. Like, okay, Mm -hmm. yeah, you're at his AAU games now. But that doesn't mean anything when it comes to those little nuances. When they look out and they see your face and they're singing in the choir or it's their band recital and they're looking around looking for their parent. You know, so like, so everybody talks about the financial part. Yes, these kids will have generational wealth. Yes, I don't expect to, for his kids to be bummy. Yes, I don't expect for his baby's mothers to be beefing on social media like other people's baby mothers. But it's the nuances. You are one man. You cannot physically be everywhere at once. Granted, he could have all these kids come to his house for the weekend, but it's still not the same when as a parent, when you're frustrated and you're tired and you need somebody to have your back or you want to say, mm-hmm. go to your dad, give me a break. Daddy's not there because he's at the other mama house. You know, it's just like, let's just stop trying to normalize the foolishness just because somebody has money. Because when it comes down to it, what we need to normalize is fathers being in a household and not creating exactly. families and raising healthy children. This has been proven time and time again, that people who grow up in two-parent households tend to have a better start in life. That's true. Not always, but it, you tend to have a better start in life because you're seeing a quote-unquote healthier relationship. You're seeing the dynamic of what a mother's supposed to be, what a father's supposed to be. If you you know grow up in a healthy two-parent household, I mean, if both your parents are crackheads, that's a whole nother podcast. But I'm just talking about the average healthy two-parent household. Um, there's a big difference with that. And I just don't like the fact that we're just trying to put it out there to this generation that even if you have money, it's okay to not be there for all those moments, you know, to not be there when your child wakes up in the morning and smiles or walks into your bedroom and says, good morning. Like he's not talking about that. He's putting it as, oh, well, I'm at the soccer game. Oh, I'm at this audition with my kid. It's not about that. What he, he has no idea. He he has no idea. You you. I'm sorry. A real. Let me just not. I got triggered. Like you, if you are a parent, constantly full time. And look again. The, I admire Nick Cannon. I like Nick Cannon overall. That interview was actually pretty decent. Yeah. However, 
it was a pretty, I don't want to sit here and just be like, pow, 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 pow. You know, like there was a lot of good stuff and I know we'll probably maybe get to before it's over. But the that fact alone, because, you know, if you were going to sit here and say, oh, you're a centricism, you know, the way we doing it is wrong. You know, it's, it should be this, this and this. Well, if you're going to try to keep it to the biblical and then you use the term Hebrew brother, Shabbat shalom to you too. Um, what you should have did is you it would have been a better situation. I'm thinking in my head, if you're gonna do it the way it was done, uh, was have everybody in a compound so all the kids could grow up together, know their siblings, and the women could do their thing, have another side house when they had a man over and had the kids with the other mama, so the kids won't get confused. Like that can be orchestrated with that type of money if you was going to do that. In my head, I'm saying that, but I don't know what your situation is. It's, I mean, again, we're having this conversation, but you, you again conflating saying this, this, and this, the European this, and you know, we shouldn't do this, and my spirituality this, but some of the actions are not kind of matching up and again it's like there's some slight disappointed you like oh dr c be coming soon when we've been waiting on you sir where is it so these are the things that we're talking about you keep saying this 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 and this but then some things fall through human is to air but it's okay and i agree with you i think i would have been able to digest it better especially about the hebrew part because we know a lot of hebrew israelites and people who follow that doctrine their wives are with them all in one house. Everybody's mm-hmm. being raised in one house. You know, you may not like polygamy or, you know, pearl marriages and whatever people want to call it, but I can agree with that more than this. This is just ghetto polygamy in my yeah. personal opinion. I can agree with a man having multiple wives and everybody living in that household, raising those kids. When those kids get up, they're seeing their four moms and their dad. That to me... Because at that point, you're actually building a community. You guys are mm. actually building generational wealth. These Damn. women are being taught to put their jealousies aside and make it about the children. Okay? So to me, that takes a lot of work. That takes a lot of maturity. Do I and have that? don't want to do it. You I don't want to do the work. He said it already. You don't want to do the work. You don't want to do the work. But think about it too, sis. Neither do the women. Uh-oh. It was about a bag. It was never about these kids being siblings and being raised together and all that. Because if it was a real sisterhood, why couldn't Brittany have picked up the phone when, as soon as she got that EPT test and it came up mm-hmm. positive and said, hey, Jessica, hey, 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 uh, sister wife, I'm pregnant. Come on. Because sis, she, knew about the, she knew about the in, in vitro fertilization, the IVF. Right. So she right. knew about the IVF journey. Why does she not feel comfortable enough to come back and tell that you're pregnant if everything's all good? So it's I'm not a community that he's creating. This is just a bunch of I'm knocking up a bunch of bad bitches. That that's the vibe I get. But we're going to try and twist it and and add wokeness to it when that's not really what it is. If they were all and that and I'm including the women in this because I don't want to just place the blame on Nick Cannon because these women know what it is as well. A lot of these women are looking for a come up, and when I say come up, I'm talking about C U M, honey. Like come, they're looking for that type of come up. And Dick Cannon, okay, we're going to call him Dick Cannon, (laughs) was the the one to provide that come up, okay? So I'm not going to put all the blame on him because he even said, when you're having unprotected sex, there's no such thing as an accident. You know what can come of that. You know, like I said, when you're a teenager, teenagers don't think. Your damn mental lobe ain't even together till you're 25. But anybody after the age of 25, if you're out here, well, hell, after the age of damn 20, if you're out here, you know, hitting stuff raw, then you know there's potential for a pregnancy to happen. So I don't want to hear all that, oops, I got pregnant. Oh, I didn't even know. You're 34. You, you knew what it was. You knew you were trying to get pregnant by him. And again, like I said, it goes back to that pretty privilege. I'm in this space. I'm beautiful. I'm going to take full advantage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not mad at them. You know I mean, what you do for your survival. I mean, let's just be honest. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, and we've been, I mean, again, this is the human condition. You know, what's right for one person may not be right for another. So I do want to sit here and say that, again, there were things about the interview that I thought was great. Like he talked about, you know, his path and people's energies and frequencies. We've been talking about that a whole heck of a lot Mm -hmm. uh, as of late. And um, I do think that while 
you should protect your peace. And I think your path is whatever path is comfortable for you. You do have to understand that, again, this is a social construct that we were brought into. And the construct that we were brought into, there are these morality and ethical lines. And because this is a modern time, we have more information. Women have more freedom. There is more attempted at racial and gender equality, attempt at racial and gender equality. People are trying to figure out how to navigate all of these old and new nuances coming together. I can respect that, but you cannot sit here, use old tools for new applications, Nick Cannon, and think that we don't have a right to have this conversation because you're, you're, you're mixing up the two and you have to be consistent, period. And that's really my only issue with him is he's not consistent. Yeah. And it's going to be very interesting. I know he tries to act like it's all good now. And yeah, these women, you know, eventually, you know, the energy can change between us. So, yeah, they'll be free to, to do them. But it sounds good. But I wonder if it's going to be a situation where it's going to cause conflict when these women then turn around two, three years later and they start having kids by other men in the industry. Because now they're in that space. They've made a name for yeah. Because remember... It was cool when Bow Wow was out here fucking everything that moved and he, you know, had to bathe by Joey Chavez. But then as soon as she got pregnant by a future, oh, it was a lot of salt thrown. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And she's a talented dancer in her right, but most people only know her because she's Bow Wow's baby's mother. That's how she was introduced to us. But mm -hmm. now she also has bathe by future. So that's what a lot of these women, they find themselves in that space where then they end up having kids by multiple men in the industry. And not to even knock that sister, we can bring it to uh, Michelle. She had a baby <sighs> by Ray and Suge Knight. So, I mean, this ain't nothing new. This been going on. So I mean, yeah. Yeah, this yeah. is going to have that same kumbaya energy when his bad baby mamas end up being baby mothers or even potentially wives to other men in the industry. Well, he set them up. I mean, and the setup like that is nothing. It's 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 it happens more frequently than I think than we willing to acknowledge. You know, it happens in aristocratic families, European households, African households. It happens everywhere in the world. But I think again for Nick Cannon being the guy that he is, the controversies that he's experienced just over the last mess say 2, 3 years, um this is the type of scrutiny you will get. Um, and I said to you on the last time we talked about him, I was like, Miss, Mr. Nick Cannon, I'm still disappointed in you because you promised me and a lot of us that you were going to put these production companies together to begin to produce our story to show the African diaspora history because everything is whitewashed. You promised us that and you haven't yet to deliver it on that. So I can't believe really that's, that's your because, Ma'am, that's because Dick Cannon is producing children. <laughs> He's delivering on that. He, he got it mixed up. Sorry. Obviously, thank you for clarifying because that's where the production, where the production <laughs> company is popping at. Um, but at the thing about it is, Nick Cannon, I need you to do this for me. Because it sounds like, like, I feel like he's on a path. And I think that he's, he's not the worst of what we've seen out here in, in social media and in the industry. He's not the worst, right? But however, because he has always been that guy who had it together, it looks like, and then he's flipping the script and doing something that doesn't look right. Like you said earlier, we got a problem with it. And now you're trying to figure out your, your path in a public sphere. And it makes it, everything is scrutinized so heavily. So I would say, Mr. Nick Cannon, I would say keep your family business out the street. Just like Mariah do, she keep it quiet. She'll show a little Mon Rock and Monroe every now and again. And do it like that and just work on what you're going to do. But now you got a talk show coming up. I wonder how that's going to flesh well. Are you going to bring all your baby mamas on? first? <laughs> And I wonder how that's going to last, how long it's going to last, because, yeah. again, we live in a day and age, too, where, unfortunately, people do judge. And if something is not, you know, being cohesive, because now he's not, he can't be seen as that same innocent, you know, not, innocent, yes. you know, just round the way. Clean guy. cut. Yeah, yeah clean cut guy, yeah. Clean cut, that's what I'm trying to say. He's not being seen like that anymore in Hollywood. So I wonder how this show is going to last. Because people don't want yeah. advice 
from a guy with, who's had four kids in the span of six months? You know, I wonder if the this this um, arrangement for him to do this show was struck prior to the situation with oh, yeah. the Jewish yeah. community or after. And then I also wonder the Mariah connection, because you can't dig a hole and bury Nick Cannon when he is the father and ex-husband of Mariah Carey and the father of these two kids who are going to have a legacy in the industry. You feel what I'm saying? Right. So I think because he hasn't been a troublemaker in the past, and then they got some rabbis who would fuck with him, to come over and do the things and talk to him to help whitewash him and clean his sins. See, Mr. Nick Cannon, what I need you to do is stand in your truth completely. Why you ain't telling these people that this is your culture religion that they converted to and you letting them come bless you and clean you up and put you back out here so you can be on TV? That's another thing I got a problem with. It not There's a consistency. There's no consistency. For you. So, yeah. It's going to be very interesting. This has been a good show. <laughs> We're almost at an hour. But yeah, it's going to be very, very interesting to see, you know, if his talk show lasts, to see where he goes from here with everything. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if more people come up, you know, at the Woodward time out. They too are pregnant by Nick Cannon. <laughs> and it's funny because nobody would know half of this stuff if it wasn't for these women. Like, he's, like he's not out here running his mouth. It, and he so he can't get mad at the public for having an opinion. Your baby's mothers are the one, you know, dropping hints and posting stuff on Instagram. And, you know, because they're so proud, they hit the jackpot. So they got to share the news with the world. You know what I'm saying? I would be happy, too. I wouldn't even know what to do. Like, oh, my God, my life has changed. Right. I'm set. <laughs> I ain't got to do nothing. But you know what? For me, I'm, you know, I, I just I like quiet. I don't like because, see, if you keep your stuff quiet, you can move in silence and get more done. When you put yourself out there, scrutiny drags you down. But he kept saying so he used this phrase and I, and I think he was being really um, dismissive to some of his 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 viewership. He said something about, you know, you can't have a, something about sheeps and lions and, you know, a lion is a king and sheep follow. Oh, and, you know, he doesn't listen to the opinions of sheep. Yeah, but you lying to the sheep, lion. Mm. OK, so. I'm going to need you to, because when he said that, I was like, okay, you giving me the hope. It's giving me hope tapping. Grand rising, my nigga. You know what I'm saying? Make, pick a side. <laughs> yeah. And you know what's so funny? Like you said, for them to be quiet would, would have definitely would have helped their situation, you know, move better. But what's so interesting is that even back in the day, how many men literally had babies on this side of town? And across mm. town, and nobody knew till the man died, and everybody was at the funeral. There mm. was a certain level of cool, even though his ratchet was wrong. He was cheating on his wife, but you literally had men who had whole other families across town, and nobody knew nothing until that man passed away. We don't live in that type of time anymore, and it's with social media. It's oh yes, we do. Hmm. My ex, my ex's mama lived that life to this day. Forty. How old is that man? 53, 54 years she'd been the second wife. And you know how she found out about the other woman? When his grandmama died and they convinced her not to come to the funeral. It still happens. Yeah, it still happens, but again, that's the older generation. I'm yeah. talking about these youngers in the 20s. They can't wait to announce that they're the side chick or that they oh, too are pregnant. You're, you're right on that. Girls yeah. Got pregnant by NBA young boy. And they were all coming out one after another, just excited. Like once they hit that five month mark and they know that they're not at risk for a miscarriage, they Girl, you pay. the shade room and let everybody know that they're pregnant. It's like a, it's a game now at this point. It, it is sad because you know what really, uh, let's not forget here for just a moment, there are children being produced. And he said something yeah. about like children are not, I mean, he said children are not accidents. But then in the back of my mind, I'm like, but partnerships can be a mistake. Like you, you, you let the wrong person shoot up your club. <laughs> Besides your pH and your alkalinity being off, <laughs> you got some other stuff that you got to worry about because you attach that person for the rest of their life. And as we can see, we as human beings have the right to change the way we live. Mm -hmm. You know, and if the person is not tethered to reality correctly or they don't meet align with your moral and ethical 
belief systems, there's going to be a divergence. And then that's where the conflict coming at. But see, we don't communicate effectively enough to do that. He did not communicate effectively enough to these women. And now he's trying to sit back and um, use that battle pet, backpedal and pussy popping ass method. And it's a no for me. That's my problem. It's a no. Yeah. And I mean, and just speaking honestly, you know, to act like marriage is such a big commitment. It's so much work and you just want to be free. and You just want to, you know, live your monogamous life. That's fine. But kids are even bigger commitment, you know, since we're on the topic of kids. They're even bigger commitment because those kids are your kids for life. You can get divorced yeah. and be done with that person within a year. But if you have children, those are your children for life. That's a way bigger commitment. So, yes, and I don't yeah, that's, that's important. Mm -hmm. That's so important. And I, and I, because I'm a mom, you're a mom too. We raise our, and, and and please, I hope people don't think this because I can imagine this is going to be in your comments. They single parents, they black women, they're bitter, they're dark skinned. Uh, no. You let me tell you why we're not bitter, but how we can relate to the the parenting of a child. I can sit here and say that I, I'm a self made woman. T's a self made woman. Everything that we've ever accomplished has been on our own dime and our own backs. So we can appreciate hard work, but what we can't appreciate is bullshit. And we understand how difficult it is to raise consciously tethered to, to, to reality children. And so it's very important that you pick the right person and have them in a good situation. But Nick Cannon, you and your girls have kind of lived your life out here in the public and you got your kids will be the one that check you later. You, yeah, it's us, but it'd be your kids. That's going to be the interesting thing. I wish him and them babies especially all the blessings in the world. I look forward to seeing a few little pictures of them coming up and them having fun times with their extended family. But Nick, be better for the community and stop being that black man who uses white supremacy to disrupt and divide our community. Because mm. that's what you're doing. And yeah, and then trying to switch it up and flip it and say it's your centrism. But on that note, this has been a good show. So I just want to thank you for joining me today and talking about this whole Nick Cannon situation because I thought it was just really interesting. So I'm Thanks, glad we got a chance to break that down, definitely. So on that note, thank you guys, Tea Sippers, for tuning in. And I'll be back again with more episodes of Tea Time Unfiltered. We'll talk to y'all later. Deuces. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's show. Make sure you join us again soon. For all the latest tea, make sure you follow me on my social media pages. Just put in L-O-V-E-L-Y-T-I on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube.